Okay, we left off Malachim Bey's Paragyotes, Pasuk Chaf, and we have the message sent back from Yeshayo Hanavi to Chizkiyo HaMelech after his tefillah. The tefillah was to save Yushalayim, and the main thrust of the tefillah was Laman Kiddush Shem Shemayim. I've heard your tefillah was makabalat zeh davar shedibar Hashem alav. Very fascinating nevua. Often nevua comes either the answer is you will be saved or the other possibility. Here it's a message for Sancheir himself. And it's quite descriptive. This message can be used for all the Rishayim, tyrants, conquerors who think that they're going to ultimately succeed. And as we mentioned last week, which we'll now bring rise to, his Mohama, in the olden times, is not only against the nation of Klai Yisrael in a physical sense, it was against Kajabrach uh, Bechleid and he didn't happen to chance upon Yushalayim and want to conquer it. He was there because he wanted to conquer Yushalayim. It's a big difference between the two. It's the same battle today, just today it's more than their subconscious. They, they do realize it, they don't realize it, he realized it. That Klai Yisrael, and again Klai Yisrael representing Akash Baruch Hu, views you with contempt and with ridicule, which is, if you weren't expecting that, like, why is that part of the message? The answer is, not only do we have to not fear the enemy, the enemy is here as a shliach to cause us to do tshuva, or rachmal aslan as an einish or kapara, part of Gaul's conditions. Either way, it's not him. Not him, it's not the army. Over here, Cheskio and the people of Yishlaim had done enough tshuva to be worthy of this nace. As the Pasuk will mention later, that was a component of it. It was really relying on the Kiddush Shemayim or the resulting Chil Hashem if he would conquer and the promise to Machas Beis David and Yishlaim. Machas Beis David and Yishlaim, by the way, are intertwined. This is a separate Yisoyed B'fnei Atzma, which is very important. It reflects itself in Hochaz Beis If a person says B'nei Yishlaim without Machas Beis David, he's not Yetzi. Once that Malchus was chosen, it's not that David HaMelech needed a capital and Mamela, it's got to be somewhere, so we might as well make it Yushalayim. Yushalayim was chosen already. We know from the Akedah, before that, Adam Rishon's uh, Bria and the Karbonus afterwards, and any Melech, whoever would be chosen for the Malchus, the Derideris, which was David, would have to be intertwined with Yushalayim and the Malchus Mamikdash. So, the expression over here, there's two messages. Number one, we ridicule you and what you stand for. And it's not just a shot that we're going to win this battle and there's going to be a nace. It's good against evil, if you'll uh, just put it in a very simple way. Basulas Batsian here is a message that's also very important. His taina, similar to Haman's taina and many other Rishon, who came to conquer Klai Yisrael, 
was that, yeah, there was a time when maybe you had a God and he liked you, but those days are over. And he, he's old, you're old, you lost it, you're not the real Jews anymore. It's the same message you look over and over again. It's the same message repackaged. So the first answer to him is, Tzian is quite young. She's still a basula, and she's laughing at you, and she ridicules you, and you're not going to get away with this. And the message is still true, and I'm going to keep mentioning this because everybody's consternation at the end of Malachim Beis is going to be a Chorban. So you say, well, what was it all about? There was a Chorban anyway. The answer is, even through the Chorban and after the Chorban, we're still laughing at them. We're still laughing at them because we're sitting here learning about it, and they're gone. So that's the, the ultimate lesson you have to keep in mind. Acharecha reish heniya bas yushalayim. Reish heniya means like a nod in your head, like we, we ridicule you and we pity you. You're the conqueror, you deserve to be pitied. Now that's um, counterintuitive to many people. A famous maestro during the Holocaust, one of the uh, Nazis in was beating up a yid. And again, whether they knew it or not, but often the... Uh, the ones that were in tune used it not just for Jewish persecution in a secular way, which is the way it was presented, it was lahachas against the religion, against the God, and they took special pleasure, sadistic pleasure, in uh, torturing those who stood for that. Even though halacha, we once had a shear on this, so whether it was shas hashmad, whether it was a machama against the religion officially or not, makes a big difference whether it was shas hashmad. But whether it was officially the party line, but the party line was, it was a secular thing, and they took people who were converted 40 years before that, whose mothers had converted to Christianity. So Hitler Yimachshima made it a very secular fight, but there was a strong undertone of, of a religious component, and deep down, whether they knew it or not, there's a machama against the Kaj Baruch Hu. So I remember one of the, uh, the heroic stories which have to be told over more and more. We spoke about the, uh, the place. We didn't uh, actually go into it, B, and I, I'm trying to decide whether to talk about it on Shabbos. By uh, the recent events, you know, Yama Show always uh, highlights the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, which is a problem. That doesn't mean they were wrong. We have to discuss that. But the heroics in the war were those who kept terror mitzvahs and kept the backbone of Klai Yisrael proud and despite what was going on. And this conversation is such an example. So as this Nazi was beating him up, he said, do you still think you're the chosen people? So he said, yes, on any given day, I'd rather be me than what you what you're doing shows an animal you are. That's very insightful and, and incredible that a Yid who's getting uh, killed can remember that. But that's this line in this Pusik. hasn't changed. We ridicule you and we pity you. The Gehenim you're going to get. We just, you're, the conquerors are in a pitiful position. And it's hard to see that as you look out the window and there are 185,000 troops. Uh, the message is being given over by the Navi, and they didn't win the war yet. They're still poised to conquer. So the first message is you should know not only are you not going to win, but you're to be pitied and made fun of, and your whole lifestyle and everything you stand for is to be ridiculed. So that's a crucial, crucial message, Lederi Darius. Again, easier to say in a comfortable room when there's nobody banging down the door than it is Bashas Maisa and Auschwitz. But there were Heilige Yidden who were able to do that which is uh, incredible. Uh, we'll get to another such story uh, deep in Russia in a moment. 
אחרי אחרי שנהיה בארץ ירושלים, אז מי חירפת וגידפת? כן, this is a מוסר שמוס שאין כמוהו for a sanchayrof. I assume just like they heard the message from sanchayrof's messengers and even delivered the written version, this version is going to be set over to them as well. Uh, the next morning, aren't going to be too many people alive to hear it, but sanchayrof will hear it. And so will Mevuchad Metzar. We've got a lot to say about him later. And his sons. There are enough people in positions of power to understand what's going to play out over here. Ask me, Pasuk HaBez. Ask me, Chayrafta, who are you cursing? Who are you trying to push around? Gidafta, Va'ami, Harimaisa, Kol, Matisa, Marim, Enecha. And who are you looking at in a haughty way? Al-Kadesh Yisrael. Keep in mind who you're starting off with. This is Klai Yisrael. And Klai Yisrael represents the Kodesh Baruch which he spells out in the next Pasuk. Biyad Malachecha Yerushlichim Chayrafta Hashem You sent to bless him Makosh Baruch Hu Fatimer And you said the following This is a small excerpt but a highlight of his uh, dripping gaiva and it's being brought here again to show us the contrast is you, you think you're so great you know here today gone tomorrow literally and figuratively Fatimer Beroi Rikhvi Ani Alisi This is the Novi B'Shem Hashem quoting Sancherv and his haughty words, which are going to, we know already the end of the story, going to sound and look very ridiculous when you see what's going to happen to him. But at the time that Bali Gaivin, Rasham, and Conqueror say what they say, they don't look at it like they think they're here for at least a thousand years and uh, no one's going to stand in their way. It's even a pella from a historical sense. How long did the Roman Empire last? Beginning to end? It's hard to know because they sort of fell apart over centuries. What? But in the height of their power? 600 years. 600 years. And that was like the longest run. I think that's even, 600 is even, is even long. I get, Chinese weren't really part of world history. <laughs> so it's hard to... Uh, <laughs> the world history is judged uh, solely by the interplay between the Amenifcher and how they uh, deal with Klai Yisrael. So um, the fact that um, different schmooze, which we never had, so like, uh, you're not on here. Um, just realized, but you have a backup. I just see it must have uh, rebooted here. Um, so, okay, yeah, the backup. Uh, the, uh, the, there's a purpose for everybody, certainly a billion plus people. The... Now it's easier to understand, but once you understand what's going on now, once you understand why HaKadosh Baruch B'Dechat Heva builds up a nation to reach a billion people. That doesn't happen in a vacuum. So, not for now, but if you remind me sometime of the next uh, couple of years, we'll, uh, we'll comment on that. It's an important, important point, but for now, uh, it's not, not Nagea. Whether they have some shaykhs to the Benekatura, um, was sent away. Yeah, no, it's different schmooze, but, uh, but not Nagea for most of history. So again, quoting Sancheirov, Ani Elisi Merayim Harim. Now notice these words are chosen obviously very carefully. He boasted his biggest pride. I'm going up the highest mountain, no? He wasn't talking about Mount Everest. Look at Rashi. Merayim Harim Harabayas. This is what I mentioned to you. This is the religious component which was his main focus. And that is, he's not here to fight a battle against Klai Yisrael. He's here to fight a battle against the Gosh Baruch, who Klai Yisrael is their representative. 
So his main pride and his uh, point of contention is, uh, you think Harabais is untouchable? That's exactly where I'm heading. So I'm going there, and I'm going to destroy everything, Besamikdish. So the first thing is, Muram Haram Harabayas, the next phrase, Yarkesei Levanon. Rashi says, what's Yarkesei Levanon? Beis Hamikdash Shamalbin Avonis. So he's not pulling any punches or being ambiguous. His main prize is the Beis Hamikdash. And not the Beis Hamikdash Shalmata, the Beis Hamikdash Shalmaila. You just got to destroy the one down here, Rahman Laslan, first. So he was very focused and he was not a Tinnik Shanishba and he knew exactly what he was trying to do. Vechwas Kaimas Arozov. Arozov is a cedar tree. Rashi says, Lashav Ashach Rivenum, and destroy the entire structure. Mivchar Bereshav, all the trees. This is again the physical plane, the entire city. Vavoyam Eloi Kitsa Yar Karmiloi. Rashi says, Yar Kamila, Malayas Aitza, Yefi Hadroi. I'm going to get to the main, again, in the physical plane, the, the main, uh, most fertile part of the area, but he was referring to the destruction of the base of Mikdash, among his other conquests, but again, this is his focus. Chavdalid. Anikarti Vishasisi Mayim Zarim. So he's uh, talking with, uh, again, tremendous gaiva on the history of all his. Conquests, Rashi says, Whatever I start, I finish. That's his battle cry. And his metaphor is like somebody who digs for water. Mayim Zarm is foreign water. It's called farm water, Rashi says, because until you find it, it's not there, and you have to uncover it, and digging for water is not easy. Rashi says, Mayim Noivim, an underground spring, Kari Zarim. Because it wasn't found until you keep digging. So his metaphor over here is wherever I go, I find what I'm looking for. I'll dig and dig and keep going until I finish what I'm trying to do. Rashi says, If I surround the city and they're Fighting a battle against me, depending for first on their walls and then the water supplies to be able to survive. Can you imagine? Just uh, think of the imagery over here. He says, I'm so powerful. I have so many people, 185,000 troops. Remember, the Mepharshim told us each one had a battalion of thousands under him. He says, I just come to each country with millions of people and I dry up their water supply just by what we have to drink. The soldiers, the animals, and the rest we just step on, just the cuff regal of the soldiers, and there's nothing left. So they're depending on the water supply, which was the main uh, point of contention, the first thing you have to do, just the security of the city, they had to hold on to the water supply, and the invading army would get rid of it. Uh, one of the tainas on Chizkiyo Amelech, since he was such a maimin, if you remember from the Mishnah, he did many courageous things. He got rid of a medical textbook that the whole world wanted and would pay a trillion dollars to find because it was hurting their amuna. That shows you what a, what a maimini was. According to that madrega, when Sanjair was coming right here, he dried up the water supply so they shouldn't get to it. He still had something in Yushalayim, but he dried up part of it. And on his madrega, that was a chisar and that was unnecessary hishtablus. 
which again, in hindsight, we know was, but being there, there was always a balance between how much he has to do to put some, somebody on a horse and have some army, which he didn't do much of, and planning something. But on his madrega, that was considered overreaching. So again, Rashi says, San Chayrev's Gaiva, his description, is they dropped the supply just from their own drinking needs and that of their behemoths, and then they go and stampede and come in. There's no water left. And Sanchev is the husband said, I'm not finished yet, and there's still parts of the world I have to conquer, and the main thorn in my side right now is Akash Baruchu and his people and Yushalayim, and there's very little left. As I mentioned last week, the Gemara says that uh, the stargazers traveling with him told him correctly so that he has one more day to do this because the picture against Klai Yisrael, yet from Noi Kain and the destruction of Noi was still hanging over, and if he gets there today, he can still do it, and he's still making speeches. Get there today, today, tomorrow, the next day. I, I don't have to do anything. I just got millions of soldiers. We're just going to walk in. So what difference does it make? Well, he's going to find out the hard way that this was the last day, and Akash Baruch who engineered that he has to fight another Muhammad, I'll go there and come back. And now he's back, and he's not in a rush. He'd rather make pompous speeches and let them know about everything he's done and what he plans on doing which is, um, like any other Russia, going to be his undoing. He continues. This is still the Joshua Sancheirv, quoted by the Navi. It's very unusual. We don't have too many Nevi'im quoting the quoting the Rishayim. And we already had this just from the Shalitim. Reason, and this is unique, the reason uh, he's given so much room in the paper is to show what an Asa was in his downfall, because his speeches, B'dayach HaTeva, were right on the mark, and and he's the uh, biggest and best they ever had. And uh, unlike other conquerors, he was actually smart about it. And he didn't destroy the people who were cooperating and just move them around. And it looks like he had a pretty successful enterprise. Yes? Because they saw there was still some Kittrick hanging over Kleisol, and they figured they wouldn't have Siat Shmaya that to be Zechen and Nais. And Neuvir Kainan, many, many years before, had been destroyed by Shol HaMelech. And the fact that they didn't stand up to him was still a kitrug on Klai It's a long time. And it ended, got to end sometime. It ended today, the day these drushas are being set over. And they told him, Your Highness, push forward. And he said, what for? Let him rest a little bit. Just came back from the battle. We have another $5 trillion and another 5 million POWs. We're, we're doing fine. Just wait till tomorrow. Well, he wouldn't have gone that day. But yeah, that's <laughs> Hashem made it. He was ready a few weeks ago. Hashem sent him in a wild goose chase somewhere else and brought him back. And he's looking at it. That wasn't a wild goose chase. That, 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 that was the Baldic. I just, I just made a lot more money and just showed my muscle even more. And that was just fine. We have plenty of time. So Hashem is engineering that they have plenty of time. But it, it just shows you, like everything in this photo finish, Coach Baruch has an exact time frame for the amount of time an Anish will be here. And when the issue is coming, personal, national, and everything is uh, calculated down to the second. But he's still dashing. Now, uh, this is actually the Kosh Baruch's message back to him in the middle of his drasha. He said, did you um, not know, Hashem says, that 
your gaiva is misplaced because everything you're doing is because I allowed you to do it and I gave you the kayach and this is all from Sheish Meberashis foreseen. Now, everybody has Bechira, the old famous Kasha. How can you have Bechira if there's time and we live in time? If Hashem knows that we don't have Bechira, not a Kasha because HaKash Baruch is out of time. Uh, if we get to it this coming Shabbos morning, um, if we even get to explain it, we're going to have a little bit of a schmooze. For those of you who were here, I said that the uh, DNA drusha was just the beginning of the scientific uh, study. Many of you are not going to be here Shabbos morning. It'll come out hopefully on video sometime. But it's going to be the beginning of a lesson in quantum physics, quantum mechanics, which is complicated to say the least, but extremely important for the aside of Bechir uh, and Yediyah. They're just beginning to understand that now. But just like, you know, people get stuck in these, like, how can it be, how can it be? It's, it's all, Hashem built all this into the science, and that's what this puzzle is talking about. Hashem says, what, what do you think, I didn't know about you before, I'm the one who made you, I'm the one who created you, I'm the one who built you, and you were used so far as a punishing rod. For the Asar Sashvatim, and uh, you're doing their job, okay, do you get punished, you don't get punished, that's the Shailah, the Ramban discusses, the Ramban with Paramitzrayim, was it destined that it be them? So then, if they wouldn't have overdone it, with such a Slavis, uh, they wouldn't have been punished. They did overdo it. Uh, they did it with the Slavis. And many Rishonim hold it didn't have to be them. There's always enough for Rishonim to get a volunteer. And those who volunteer are going to be punished. Hashem knew it would be them, but that's not a steer. We humans can't picture being out of time. So we don't know what that means yet, but we'll understand a little bit more over the next uh, couple of weeks. Rashi, Is this has nothing to do with you? So first of all, it's, it's all from Sheish Mebrashas, but even more recent vintage, there were Nevi'im that said that you are going to come and succeed. And the Navi said, ahead of time, you will be my punishing rod, which he already was, but Yushalayim doesn't deserve it. Rashi says, Going back to Shays Mebrashis, Mishinivra Ilam also bimachshava. Just like other Mishan saw before he was created, famous Chazal, he saw every generation with their leaders, with their Rishayim, the villains and the good people, and Dorodorodosha, like Moshe Rabbeinu saw ahead of time. Yeah, the Kasha, why don't you give Torah through Rabbi Kiva? There were people uh, who had, the Nevi'im had a glimpse of what was coming. It doesn't mean. He didn't have Bechira, and he's going to be punished. And don't get so full of yourself, the fact that you were able to do this. And Rasham comes to the conclusion, as do Bainanim, that must be something special in them. They're able to do all the things they're doing. Well, if you're doing good things, you look at it as a schus, and you dive into Hashem, you should be given this schus for many, many more years. If you're doing bad things, you should wonder, why were you not zeichet to not be here? Just like we have schus of us, Hashem puts us in a situation where we get to do good things. So Rishayim have schus uh, of us in the wrong direction because often of their avas or their own horrible machshavas and rishayinus, and they're chosen to be the villains to carry out the plan. That's not something to be proud of, which is what Kosh Baruch Hu is saying here in the Nevoah. Let's go back to Chafei. Rashi says, And that's why you're winning until now. Not because of the and certainly not as chus for you. 
Sehi lahashes, Rashi says, Sehi biyasa shal gzeirasi, you are filling, fulfilling my gzeira. Lahashes iron betziris, to level great cities, fortified cities, liyaz lagalam nitzim, lagale adama shesemchem em yerakas. Often, if they didn't cooperate, he just raised the entire thing to the ground, and afterwards he had a desolate city growing weeds and grass. Sha'ata machrivam b'gzeirasi, all your power was from my gzeirah. Certain cities cooperated and survived. Most of the Umazelim really couldn't care less because he brought his own Avodazars, they had their own, so they added them. What difference does it make? Avodazars, he had a few more. And then there were those who had uh, stubborn pride and they didn't survive the experience. Which, if they would have asked uh, the Navi, or if they asked me or you, if he's about to attack, I don't know, um, someplace in North Africa, should they surrender? Well, human beings don't like getting conquered, understandable, but if they look at his record of Pider Chateva and they have no particular schus to stand on, it's probably guy to give up because his message was, and he held true to that, not to any great credit to his honesty, he used to send them the same message he sent Yishlayim, I'm not here to kill anybody, just surrender now and you just have to go on a march, which was dangerous, but their people survived and I'm moving you to uh, Madagascar and um, be happy you're alive and Amen. Uh, some people listened, some people didn't. The assassins shot them, didn't listen. They, unfortunately, were misinformed that they're the chosen people and therefore Hashem's going to defend them. And not if they still love the Avodazar. That was a horrible miscalculation. And they fought, and they fought hard, and they lost. But they did it. That was Jewish pride. They think Hashem's not really going to let us go into colors. Will he? Well, if you do some tshuva... You'll say, well, maybe this just saying Hashem's not going to let this happen. You can't say Hashem's not going to let that happen as you hold your Avodah in your hand, which is what they did. And they meant the first line, that Hashem's not going to let this happen, and they meant Hashem. But they're holding the Avodah in their hand. So yeah. you can't, uh, as Leo and Avi said, you can't be on both sides of the fence at the same time, and it's not going to work. Chizkiyo saw that, and so did the people usually lie him, and they um, dropped their Avodah Zaras. Chizkiyo never had one, and the other people uh, burnt them. That's the difference over here. And the other Umazam didn't stand a chance because they're all there about Azar anyway. Pasek Chav Vav V'yashveyam Kitzre Yad Chatu V'yavoshu Says the people of these towns who you overran and were destroyed. Rashi says in Chav Vav V'yashveyam Kitzre Yad Heim Shani Hitashti Es Kaychan Lefanecha the people you conquered were strong before you got there. How'd they fall apart? So the answer is that that's part of my gzeira, that you're going to win, not because you're stronger, not because they're necessarily weaker. Ein, Rashi says, Ein ha-gavur Ein ha-tagibur because I made them weak. Pasa continues, Ha-yeesev sadeh, they became as weak as the grass of the sadeh, Yerak desha. Chatzir gagais, like the uh, moss that grows on the roof. Shtefa lefnei kama. That's the weak stalks that start growing. And you just mowed them all over because, not because they're inherently weak and not because you're inherently strong, because that's my gzeira. Uh, this is a, an incredible message. If all the emperors would just see this before and could save them, themselves a lot of the agmas nefesh. Yes, it's man kriya shema. They always think they're going to, well, it's interesting. The Vuchanetzar, in his earlier years, when he gets a message from Akash Baruch Hu, 
to go destroy Yushalayim because that time ran out, they didn't do tshuva. Now they did tshuva, but they're going to slide back. Nebuchadnezzar said, oh no. I was there that morning. There were only like the four of us, uh, over five million who were dead. And I saw this in my own eyes. I know Hashem's power. And he said, Elisha, like Hashem wants to destroy Yishalayim and wipe his hands on me, I'm, I'm staying home, which was the right answer. I don't know if he said it in the most proper way, but uh, that was right. I saw too much, I'm not interested. And then, like any good Rishayim who don't learn Musa every day, you kind of forget what happened. And you say, well, if you really want me to, <laughs> that was the wrong. If you really want me to, is it possible for him to do it and not get uh, punished? Yeah, he could do it and only do what he's asked to do and ask the Navi every step of the way um, how many do I sell, how many do I kill, and how do I. But uh, that doesn't happen. Once you get into it, you start thinking it's you. Nebuchadnezzar is a great example of this. He knew Akash Baruchu. Uh, that's why he got punished more. He probably knew, knew more than Sancherev did because he saw everything and Sancherev afterwards, believe it or not, you're not going to believe me, so he'll just wait two weeks. He's going to go back to the Temple of Avodah and figure out which of Avodah he's got to worship to win the next one. So he doesn't learn his lesson. Vuchanetzar will come and after a few requests and Kashbrach um, had other people to send. That's a deep Indian. Why? He asked once, he's not interested to send somebody else. It's already a schusfrim lecher. Why ask twice? Okay. But the answer is he didn't deserve it and he was also a Russia deep down and uh, Pyro had to be refocused. Hashem uh, had to be because he saw the makas and he saw the nisim of flow so of course he's going to cooperate. So that Hashem had to be just to give it equilibrium to have Bechira. That's the Pashup shot. So, Nebuchadnezzar sounds like a real tzaddik. Is not after what I saw, I'm not starting up, I'm not getting involved. Okay, but Akash Baruch Hu sort of machbed his leave to say, okay, well, let's put that a little bit in the distance, we'll shroud that a little bit in the fogginess of your head. Let's see what your natural teva is. Do you want to go kill Yidin? Do you want to go destroy Yishalayim or not? And once he had that equilibrium in his Bechira, he was interested in the job, which was not a schutz for him. So, Kosh Baruch over here is speaking to Sanchev and to all the future Rishayim that um, it's not you and it's not their weakness and this has nothing to do with you. It continues the Musr. Chav Zayin. Actually, you know what? The Musr goes on for a while and I want to get to the Peliyates, the other Musr. So uh, we'll Mitzvah Shem pick this up next week. Let's go to the Peliyates. We began yesterday at the bottom page, Kuflam, a test. We only got a few lines in, and he's in the middle of a point. So we will take it from the beginning of the paragraph. The new entry is Achana, how to prepare for mitzvahs and various aspects of Avedis Hashem. Achana le Shabbos. He starts with Shabbos because we spend the whole week preparing for Shabbos. Mar says there were Sadiqim uh, Mashaila, what to do here in terms of Erev Shabbos versus finding an animal beginning the week, should you be Yachadah for Shabbos, or assume you're going to find something later today. It's a moot point because the shopping as it is, you can find whatever you need, whatever delicacy you need Thursday night, and you don't have to be preparing on Monday necessarily because you can find it available. So uh, there's no machlekes l'chayra now. Achan l'shabes he mitzvah rabba. 
says you should do something. The question is how much? Even if you're a Tana and a Meira, Kfar Kasa B'Shem Ari, so if you sweat and you really throw yourself into it, it has other schoolers to Mesakim Begama Bris. He used to go and Dafka walk further to the shopping center, further to get more which is normally true. The point I started making yesterday, he's going to make right now. He did it because he was able to learn while he walked and not get distracted. So he figured you have the Maila, and you get physically involved and you sweat and you get all the Mailas and all the schoolers. Top line. So he's doing his avodas Hashem as he walks. Our generation, Paliyeh says this about Nevis. If somebody else can do the heavy lifting, let them do most of it. Which is the minig? The Gemara just said over that various Amaraim did something. They prepared the neiris. So they they cut the cucumbers. They, they did some ma'isa to be makayim mitzvah by yez mishluchai. As we said over yesterday from the prima gadim, uh, he says by bedikas chametz. He says that a general klal. You can makayim mitzvah by yez mishluchai by starting and then appoint somebody else. So if you have twenty nine bedrooms in your house, you could say the bracha start and then appoint shluchim to do the rest. That's not a chisarin a mitzvah yez mishluchai. If you're going to learn something something I can't say better, this is a mitzvah, but in this case, better, Talmudary connected kulam. If you don't, then you're just um, lazy, then do the whole thing yourself, it's a bigger schus. With that said, you should Buy something, fix something, do something. You can set the table to fix the candle, set them up. To make the wicks, which most people don't do today because the wicks come prefab. It's a special Indian Alpi Nister, which Alpi Nigla even. Achreinim who weren't advertising the Nister, although they knew it, like Rabbi Kivega uh, suggested, as Rabbi Kivega says, the husband should set up the Neiris. So, not just uh, uh, Alpi Nister, even though he was probably referring to that as well. And through that, you can be Mekayim, your Inyan, and if she needs more help, you do more, depending on what's going on in the house. V'chein, next paragraph. Kol mitzvah. We call it a hechsher mitzvah, but that's a chilek of the mitzvah is preparing. And if you get down to it, the beauty is, the Yiddish guy from the moment you wake up, is that you're doing mitzvahs all day. Because the way it works is that either you're learning or you're doing mitzvahs or preparing for mitzvahs. You're running from one thing to the other, and if you're going to work in between, you're doing a mitzvah supporting your family. All you need is the machshava. And the understanding that you're doing it, l'shem mitzvah, mitzvah sikhs kavana, certainly there is. And we always give it the famous marshal, if you're standing in shul with lulav and sukkahs, mistama, you're here to shake lulav. So then l'chayadam says, it's muchach minayabay, that you're doing the mitzvah. But if you don't know it's a mitzvah, and you didn't have kavana, then you're not yetzi. What a pity. 
you can do mitzvahs all day. Just understand that everything is a mitzvah. You just have to be in tune with what the mitzvah is and how you're serving Kodesh Baruch Hu by what you're doing. And you can be doing the same thing somebody else is doing and just have Kavan Lashem Mitzvah. This makes a big difference of many, many hours in your day, including eating and sleeping. You say Kriyash Malamita, besides all the brachas and the psukim for Shmira, have in mind the Nishmaitem, you're going to sleep in order to be able to get up fresh and concentrate and daven well and learn well and uh, do what you have to do. And everything becomes a mitzvah. You're not fooling yourself. You're, you're, you're doing something for Akash Baruch Hu and taking care of yourself so that you can be an Evid Hashem. And if you could spell it out, which is a big sugya, which we'll mention, uh, we'll start mentioning now. If you could spell it out, some people do this on Shabbos. They're eating for covered Shabbos, but he's talking about Tuesday as well. I'm eating because I want to be healthy. Now, if you're eating candy bars all day, that's a little hard to say. So the occasional candy bar, you could say, I need this burst of energy because I'm about to go to shear and I'm tired. Okay. But if you're talking not taking care of your health, you're eating junk, then you can't say this. And if you can't say this, you probably shouldn't be eating what you're eating. The whole heter to eat to take time to do it is uh, to make yourself strong because you're an Eved Hashem and you need to be strong. As we just mentioned, before you go to sleep, these are things that we look at as mundane acts. There's nothing mundane for an Eved Hashem. So I can be fresh in the morning and be able to concentrate. Before you go to work, I'm going to try to make money. Try is the key word. Try to make a Kiddush Hashem. Try to keep Hilchas Rebis and all the Cheshamishpit in mind. And the main thing is if I succeed and make some Parnasa and provide for my family and be Machsak Teira and give Tzedaka. Interesting, he says that. The Peliades warns us, if you remember in another entry, uh, don't build a house. Whatever you think it's going to cost, it's going to cost three times the amount. So I guess it means either you already allocated enough money for it or you're buying one. Whatever you're doing, again, in a very mundane, physical way, is L'Shem Shemayim, if you understand it and have it in mind. Making clothing or buying clothing. When you say it and have it in mind, it makes a tremendous Roshim in Shemayim. The um, Bali Musa all talk about Hanoich, how he uh, was a shoemaker. I had a few drushes on him. And every stitch, he was a Miyachid Yechudim. And he was creating tremendous things in the Elam Asal Yenis. That's a pretty big madrega, especially when you're making shoes. Somebody once asked me, how can that be? He's touching the shoes. Before their shoes, uh, <laughs> it's not my couple to me yet. <laughs> so, the avoid to, the, to that measure is that you have a situation, whatever you're doing in life, you can be Makadish, and as you have the Machshavas and as you say things, it actually infuses it with Kedusha. Chayish Shmulevitz has a famous shmuz that the reason why Noyach had to build the Teva himself, why didn't he hire a thousand workers? So it wouldn't have taken a century. The answer is he could only build it himself because the Kedusha of the Teva to save them needed the Kedusha that only Noyach could put into it. So, 
that's not just for Noach, it's on Noach's Madrega, it's a lot of Kedusha, but that's for us. Whatever we do, whatever we say, whatever we put into it, in terms of Machshavah, gives very mundane things the Kedusha they need to help us in the Avodah Hashem. Well, let for one second. One second. Yeah. At the end of Shmon Esrei, we say, let my soul be like that to every bottle. Okay, that's what we see at the end of Shmon Esrei. Does this, this parallel what you're saying about the Madrega of that's an interesting, that just means we're asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we should have the humility to understand that we're not buying, in this context, we're not buying clothing to show off. Right. We're not building fancy houses to show off. Right. And if we're doing, not only are we not putting the right mashav in, we're going we're gonna to take the, the, the Kedusha away. Yeah, let, let me just finish the sentence, but I only have one more minute. You get schar for the machshavas, for the deber, you infuse it with kedusha. And as you're pointing out correctly so, if you don't have that in mind, you're only doing it for covered, which is usually the only other option, then not only doesn't it have the kedusha, it's going to be uh, not good for your ruchnius and all the ruchnius of the people looking at you and creating the kinna, chasashalam, and the sinna, and the machmalaslan, ayin hara. What I didn't get to now, we'll mention, maybe we'll get to it on Shabbos, maybe it's better if it's not on tape, is the big machlekes. We have a minig, al Siderm all printed before many mitzvahs. We have Arani Muchan Mazuman. When did that appear? Uh, should we say it? Should we not say it? And before the Arani Muchan Mazuman, you have certainly the Chassidim always say this, since printed in Moshe Siderm, we have the Shem Yichud. Shem Yichud is a very deep Indian LP Nister. And many people say it, and if you have the minig, continue to say it. The Peliyot sounds like he's not only suggesting but pushing the agenda, certainly to have in mind everything you do, a mitzvah, part of Tayyag mitzvahs, and all the mundane things you do, that you're doing it L'Shem, Shemayim, and for Avodah Hashem, and say it, and when you say it, the words give it Kedusha. So it seems to be that Harani Mucha Mazuman certainly is something that can help you focus, and we're not going to deny that. The question is the line before, and L'Shem Yuchud, when did it appear, and is it for everybody, and was there a Machlekes? There was a Machlekes about it. Mitzvah Shem will discuss that on Shabbos.